Now, I know what you might be thinking. Mike, really? Insurance? And I'll be honest with you, there's a part of me that wanted to get into the, the path to financial success, the steps and stuff like that. But the reality is that without a solid foundation of insurance, a lot of wealth building can just be undone, frankly. to the True Wealth Financial Show, a show dedicated to providing you the information and inspiration to navigate financial decisions, intentionally build wealth, and retire with confidence. And now, here's your host, Mike Potter. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the True Wealth Show. As always, I'm thankful that you're here. Great job on tuning in and investing in your financial future. Today, I want to begin a series of shows relating to insurance. Specifically today, I want to talk about the basics of insurance, what it is, when to have it, when not to have it, and the various types of insurance that most people will have that we'll unpack in later detail in future shows. Now, I know what you might be thinking. Insurance, Mike, really? Insurance? And I'll be honest with you, there's a part of me that wanted to get into the path to financial success, the steps and stuff like that. But the reality is that without a solid foundation of insurance, a lot of wealth building can just be undone, frankly. And so if you remember back to our financial framework, we have seven steps and two rails. So $1,000 in the bank, get rid of your non-emergency fund three to six months of expenses, 15% going into retirement, kids' college, pay off the house, build wealth and give. Those are our seven steps, all undercoded by mindset and money management. But we have these two rails as well that help guard us against bad things, death and incapacitation and things like that on the estate planning side, and insurance or financial risks on the on the right-hand side. So I wanted to begin unpacking those first because, again, while it's not super sexy and it's not super cool, it is super important. And so I want to unpack insurance here. Now, again, it's it's one of those two rails, and those rails, like guardrails on a road, are meant to keep us on the road and not go off the cliff on the other side of the shoulder. But the way to also think about insurance is it's kind of the defensive aspect of your financial game, right? So when you're building wealth, or even if you're retired or transitioning into retirement, you are there's an offensive side to that wealth building, putting, putting points on the board, essentially, getting touchdowns, making baskets, shooting pucks, whatever kind of game you're trying to play. The wealth building side, the income, the savings, the investing, the growth, that's all putting points on the board. Well, If you have the best offensive team, but you have no defense, you're not going to win the game. Because while you might be putting up good record scores, if you have nobody to stop the other team the other way, then they can undo anything faster than you can do. And that's true with insurance. Insurance is the defensive side to protect us against bad things occurring in our financial lives. Really, that's 
the purpose of insurance. The purpose of insurance is to transfer risk, specifically financial risks. See, you have to understand that in life, bad things occur, right? We know this. We live in a fallen world, no doubt about that. And not all, but some of those bad things occur have a financial risk, right? If I'm working on a you know, roof or something and I hit my, my thumb with the hammer, that's a bad thing. But it might not cost financially. It just might cost some pain, some injury, some energy, things like that. But if I'm in a car and I hit a property that I then have to pay for, there's a financial impact to that bad event. So thing to remember about financial risk is that there's an event and then there's the impact, the financial impact of that. So we're not trying to, by having insurance, we're not necessarily avoiding the event. We're not trying to not have death or not have medical expenses or not have home fires. But what we're trying to do is protect the financial risk against that event if and when it takes place. So to understand insurance a little bit, or even more broadly, risk management, we have to kind of elevate it to a little bit higher level. So if you think about the idea of, I'm going to paint a mental visual here for you. For those on the podcast, on YouTube, you'll actually see the chart here. But think of a two by two blocks, right? Two blocks by two blocks. And above the two blocks are on the columns are low severity and high severity, low severity and high severity. So this is the idea of if something happens, how severe is it? And again, we're kind of talking money. So how severe is the money impact of this event? And then on the left-hand side, if you think of across the rows, think of it as low frequency and high frequency. So low frequency, something that happens very, very minuscule amount of times getting struck by lightning, right? Very, very low frequency of that. High frequency would be something that happens all the time. Car accidents, death, death happens all the time. Might not happen to you, might not happen in your world around you, but hundreds of thousands of people, I would say, probably die uh, every day. So death is is very common. It's a it, there's a high frequency of it occurring, and so with with that kind of two by two scale in mind, let's talk about where we would where, what we would do with those risks if we're trying management. So if you think we'll start on the bottom right because that's the easiest to understand. High severity, high frequency, right? So let's pretend we're swimming with sharks, right? So in Florida. Uh, you see sharks, they're out there swirling around in the ocean. You're like, hey, I'm going to go swim with them, right? And you engage in that, right? And, and the more times you do that, the higher the frequency, the higher the risk, right? So what's the severity? You can get eaten by a shark. That, that's a pretty high severity, right? The, the financial impacts of that for others, for sure, would be pretty bad. Uh, or if you just get disabled or things like that. So what would you do if, if 100 people went swimming with a shark and a hundred people got eaten or attacked by the shark and you're sitting on the shore, what are the chances of you going in the water? Hopefully zero, right? Hopefully that, hopefully you won't have to be the hundred and first person to be eaten by a shark. What would you do? You would avoid the water. So that makes sense. That's what you would do. If there's a high frequency of an event taking place and a high severity associated with it, you would avoid that area, right? And so 
you there would be no risk to you because you wouldn't engage in the activities or you would stay away from it, right? So that makes sense. So let's kind of go left in the lower left block now. High frequency, low severity, right? So something you do all the time, like maybe take a shower, right? Hopefully you take a shower or bath at least a couple times a week. In Florida, again, it's hot, uh, sweaty. So summertime, multiple times a day. Well, every time you're getting out of the tub or getting out of the shower, there is a chance of you slipping and falling, right? And now what would happen if you slipped a little bit? You might tweak a knee. You might tweak an ankle. You might lose your balance. Obviously, if you really slipped, you could fall and hit your head or something like that. But for the most part, the, the chances of you doing major, major damage to yourself or to others getting out of the shower is relatively low, right? The severity of injury that or financial injury or injury in general that might take place would be relatively low. So what would you do? You would retain that risk and you would try to mitigate things, right? You would put down in the tub, you might get those things, those mats that kind of stick that kind of give you traction. Outside, you would put some sort of uh, towel or bath mat or something like that. So you're stepping on it and set it onto the tile or, or the linoleum. So what would you do? You would retain that risk and you would try to mitigate it by controlling it by some sort, putting up a handrail, things like that. So that makes sense. We wouldn't have insurance for getting out of the shower and slipping, right? We wouldn't, we wouldn't have that. Okay. So then we kind of go up. So now think of low frequency, stuff that doesn't happen very, very often but low severity, right? So low frequency, low severity. So it doesn't happen very often. And if it does, it's not that big of a deal, right? So maybe like your toaster shorting out, right? I don't know what the probability of a toaster shorting out is. I assume it would be pretty low. Never had one, I don't think, but it could happen. And what would be the financial impact of your toaster shorting out and not working anymore? It wouldn't be that big of a deal, right? You would go to Walmart or Target or better yet, the Goodwill, Right, thrift store, and you pick up another toaster for three, five, thirty dollars, something like that. Not that big of a deal, right? So there's an event and there's a financial event. The financial impact of that is relatively low. So what would you do? You would just retain that, right? You wouldn't you wouldn't do anything. You wouldn't go buy five toasters. You wouldn't have certainly have insurance on your toaster. You there's not much you can do to protect against it shorting out. There's not mitigation techniques or anything like that you could do. You just have to uh, uh, retain the risk. And if it happens, it happens. So that brings us then to the fourth category, which is high severity, low frequency. So low frequency being something that doesn't happen very often, but when it does, it can have a very big, severe financial impact. So again, just sticking with Florida, let's take hurricanes. Hurricanes don't happen that often. They happen July to normally November timeframe. And there's only what? maybe 15 a year, sometimes maybe 26. Some, sometimes they get through all the letters. But how many of them make landfall? A very busy year would be like four or five. Of those that make landfall, how many would that hit landfall in the spot in Florida, for example, where you lived? It's a pretty big state, believe it or not. It doesn't look that big, but north to south is 10 hours or so of driving. And so the chance of you hitting it. And then if it does happen, what's the chance of it happening? You live close to the water, things like that. So low frequency, it's only going to happen once every 10, 15, 20, 30 years, maybe never. But when it does, but when you live within 10 miles of the ocean in Florida, 
and a big hurricane hits and it hits where you live, it's a big financial deal because your house gets destroyed, right? And so that's where you would have homeowner's insurance in that example, right? So that's where you would transfer the risk. And that's what insurance is all about. Insurance is all about the idea of transferring the risk. The event could still occur, but we're trying to get rid of the financial impacts to it. So if your house gets torn up in a hurricane in Florida and you don't have an extra two, three, four, five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars laying around to rebuild it, might be a good idea to have homeowner's insurance where somebody else will pay to rebuild your home. And what you have effectively done is transferred the financial risk to a big insurance company that has billions and trillions of dollars. And what did you do in exchange? You paid them a premium. Right. And so that's what insurance is all about. Insurance is about transferring risk. Now, the reality is it's a gamble for both sides, right? You could pay homeowners, we'll just stick with the homeowners example. You could pay homeowners policies for your entire life and never have made a claim. That's the risk that you run engaging with that, right? You transferred the risk, the event never came, there's no financial impact. And you paid a thousand or two thousand dollars for homeowner insurance for your entire adult life, and you've never used it, right? That's the risk that you run. But consequently, you could buy a house in May. You could pay June and July's premiums, essentially two months, and a hurricane could come through and destroy your house. And for five hundred thousand dollars, the insurance company has to rebuild your house. They got a couple hundred dollars in premiums, and they had to then pay out hundreds of thousands of dollars to rebuild your house. Bad risk for them, right? That's the risk that they took on and it's a gamble that went against them. So that's really in the insurance world, they call that aleatory, which means it's an unequal exchange of two parties. Meaning really it's a gamble for both. We're both taking the events that could occur and the financial impacts of it, like life insurance, same way. You could have life insurance for your entire life essentially cancel it before you die and never have a death payment. That could happen. Or you could, in which case you would have lost the bet, right? Because you paid for something that you never cashed in on. Or uh, you could get life insurance, make one payment, something happened to you the next day, die, and your family gets paid out millions of dollars, right? That's the risk that both sides are taking. So the whole point is when you want to transfer risk is when it's a low frequency but when it does, it's really, really high. The impact is really, really high. So generally speaking, there's about six different types of areas that you would want to have insurance, right? So health or medical, because if you've ever had some or known somebody who has had some major medical things, the bills rack up pretty quick, right? Auto insurance, right? You can do some damage to property, to automobiles, to people's medical conditions, by your actions in a car, right? So auto insurance. Homeowners, we already talked about hurricanes, right? So if you're not a homeowner, you still have the contents inside of your property that you need to protect because your landlord can't do it. So you would have renter's insurance, which would not protect against the structure, but against the personal property inside of the place you're renting. Life insurance. Life insurance is the idea that we're going to die at some point, and there are, generally speaking, the root of it is to provide for those that are financially dependent upon you. So if I die 
right? Erica has been dependent upon my income. I'm not, I'm dead. I can't work anymore. And so Erica would get money to replace my income, right? That's kind of the idea. People also use it for wealth building and state planning and things like that too. So there's a couple other nuances to to that. Disability is is the idea of protect against wages. If you get disabled, you cannot go to work. Your financial life generally for most people is very dependent upon income coming in. If you can't work, the income stops. And so therefore, so does your economic life. Therefore, disability insurance protects against disability and the loss of wages. And the last one is long-term care insurance, which is essentially for nursing homes. So the stay in a average nursing home is about $200 a night. That's $6,000 a month. That's $72,000 a year. That's a lot of money going out in in long-term care needs, right? And the average stay generally uh, less than three years. So if you spend three years in a nursing home, $72,000 a year, that's $216,000. That's a, that's a lot of money that, that can, that's not going to anybody else that might be dependent upon it. So again, life situation dictates whether you have all these things. Like for example, if you don't have a car, it doesn't make sense to have auto insurance, right? If nobody's financially dependent upon you, you might not need life insurance. When you're retired and your income goes away, you certainly don't need disability, right? So, so there's some life aspect to these things too, that not everybody needs everything at all stages, but these are the general six that you would need. And the things that are not on there, you wouldn't have, right? So things like cancer insurance, you might not need cancer insurance. Extended warranties, extended warranty. You go to Best Buy or Target or even Walmart now, and you buy anything, and they you need an extended warranty for an extra $3 on that? No, because... Again, we already talked about toasters. If your toaster breaks, you would probably just go buy a new one. You don't need the extended warranty on your toaster, nor do you need it really on your TV either or your computer for that matter, right? So those are things that you wouldn't, you wouldn't engage in. You would just get the major things you want to know where the financial impact is very, very large, okay? So that we set the stage for insurance. We talked about the importance of it in the path to financial success when you would transfer it and have insurance, when you would not. And we began to outlay the six different types that we're going to unpack in a little bit more detail in future episodes. So I hope this is helpful for you. If you have any questions, you can put them in the comments below, or you can always send an email to mike at truehealth.show, and I will try to answer you to the best of my ability. And until next time, I hope you have a great day. Thanks again for taking the time to watch or listen this week's episode of the True Wealth Financial Show. I encourage you to like, share, subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Additionally, you can go to www.truewealth.show for more information and resources. One final note as we wrap up today's show. I hope the information that you were provided was helpful and valuable, but I want to remind you that it's really for educational purposes only. Prior to making any decisions, or taking any actions, I would strongly encourage you to talk to your legal, tax, estate, or financial advisor who's familiar with the circumstances of your situation. Until next time, I hope you have a great day. The views and opinions expressed on this show are for general information and educational purposes. 
Mike Potter is an investment advisor representative of True Wealth Financial Group, a Florida registered investment advisor. You should consult a financial advisor familiar with the specific circumstances of your financial situation before making decisions. Nothing in this show constitutes a sale or solicitation of a specific securities. Any mentioned rates of return are historical or hypothetical in nature and are used for illustrative purposes and are not a guarantee of future returns. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.